welcome to another episode of the Extra Point. My name is Wes. I am here with Bobby. Bobby, what's going on, buddy? What's going on? Go Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. You guys went to 3-0 and now. Very impressive. Very sir, impressive. Yes, sir. So with us, as always, we have Matt. Matt up in Virginia. What's going on? Matt, how you doing? Oh, man. Another uh, another bad week for my, <laughs> my Falcons, but we, I'm here. We're definitely going to be talking about that as well. And with us, we have a special guest, Robbie Golding. Down here in Palm Coast, Palm Coast, down with uh, me and Bobby. Robbie, what's going on, bud? Uh, like Bobby, I'm also 3-0, and so feeling pretty good. <laughs> Very yeah, happy. Man. We got a couple happy Cowboys fans in the group today. We'll see. Uh, Hopefully it'll be the same same way this time next week. Yep. Um, we'll see if we'll have a matchup coming up. But. We'll see if we're having the same conversations. Before we get to the uh, before we get to the NFL, always like to start out the episode with a little local. Bobby, tell us a little bit about your team. Yeah, so last Friday we played a tough team out of Jacksonville, actually Neptune Beach, Fletcher. Uh, it was a dogfight, man. We were down 7-3 at half. We came back, scored the first possession of the second half, and held on to a 10-7 win. Close one. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately we did lose our starting quarterback, captain, three-year starter the week before to a torn ACL, so we were with a backup. But um, hey, 4-0, number one in the area. Win's a win, man. Now, Doesn't matter, man. Win's a win. And you- it was a definitely a tough, quality team, so. Pre-show, we were talking about it a little bit. You were telling me that um, you're now he was a commit to Appalachian State, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it sounds like they're still going to honor it. They're going to still that. honor it, yeah. Very Nowadays good. with ACL injuries, you know, these guys come back tougher. I mean, last year we lost our number one running back to an ACL, and this year he's starting off with seven touchdowns in three games. So There you go. You know how it is. Adrian Peterson, guys coming back. You know, oh, yeah, after, absolutely. I mean, they rebuild those things stronger than they are they were originally. So Now, now how comfortable do you feel with your backup, QB? Oh, Preston's amazing, man. Preston's a sophomore. He's a, he's not a dual threat like Donovan, but mm. he is a pure pocket passer. He's already getting major looks by the likes of Georgia, Tennessee, wow. Florida, Miami. Uh, he's only a sophomore, like I said. But um, last week was his first start, and obviously, you know, it was um, he's a little you know a little nerve you know a little nervous for him and whatnot. Right. But, um, but it should be good this week. We'll see, man. He's getting all the reps now as a first-team rep, so that's a big difference, though. You know, t- kind of like a Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, you know, yeah. the improvement that you get. These guys, when you don't get those reps, those first-team reps in practice, then you do, you know, it'll. I mean, so this week he's going to get all the reps, so well, we'll see. I'm going to be excited to see that. So yeah, I'm off Friday. Yeah. I might have to come down and catch Yeah, it, we're right? going to – actually, we're going to be down at University in Orton City, though, uh, uh, right outside of Orlando. Okay, got you, got so, you, got you. Uh, we'll be back home next week after that against the number two team in the state, Seminole, Sanford Seminole. Wow. So. If you guys want to come to that one, man, get you on the sideline. Yes. Um, rank number 10, right, still? Are we 10? Nine now. Nine. Yeah, yeah. There you go. One, so, yeah, number nine. nine in the state. Yeah, nine in the uh, state. So impressive, we'll man. Keep up the good work, dude. Seriously, Thanks, you man. and team. Appreciate it. Yeah, we had Everybody's a doing a great job over there. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yep. Uh, moving on, we're going to get ahead and get going in the NFL, and we're going to start with a Thursday night game. We had Tennessee heading down to Jacksonville to take on the Jags. Uh, Jags came through with a big win. Minshew Mania is in full effect down here right now. Um, I mean, it, full effect in the country right now. I would say so, considering he's a Washington State player, um, and he was able to travel across the country, and now is starting in, in in Jacksonville, Florida. He's he's definitely made a name for himself. Him and his uh, his jorts have have crossed the country. <laughs> it's amazing how like I get texts from all my buddies on my group chats or whatnot, and texts they're just like I can't name a person out there that is not part of Minshew Mania right now. Oh, Everybody crazy. loves that guy, and the memes are awesome. I love it. Yep. Uh, so 20 for 30, 204 yards, two touchdowns, both of those coming in the first quarter. Uh, first touchdown coming off of a, a turnover by the Titans on a punt. Uh, with play action, O'Shaughnessy in the back left corner of the end zone. Great pass, great, uh, nice lofted pass into the end zone by uh, Minshew. Was, he felt looked comfortable the whole game. Offensive line, great job. First uh, week that they've all been together, Cam Robinson was on a snap count. He uh, actually did really good. They didn't allow one sack. The run game still needs some work, so we might see a little bit of a shakeup in the in the offensive line to try and get that going. Uh, but the passing effect was great. Uh, two touchdowns, like I said, no picks. He would have had three, but DD had a drop in the end zone uh, along with two others, two other big drops in the game. But DJ Chark has really shined as their number one right now. Four receptions, 76 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, he was four out of five, and he was catching some crazy balls. I mean, I, you did you get to catch that game? Absolutely. Yeah, I watched every snap. Robbie, what about you? Did you get to catch any of that game? Maybe Robbie's on mute. The yeah, pizza might have some come. technical difficulties with Robbie. Or the pizza Matt, came. Yeah, I think the pizza came. <laughs> Matt, uh, what about you, man? Did you catch that game? Uh, no, actually, I didn't. Uh, I didn't catch uh, much of that game. Um, just watching some of uh, some of the highlights and things like that. Um, 
you know, it, it was it was a good game. It seemed like uh, Jags getting the dub. Yep, and nine sacks by the defense as well. Calais Campbell, oh, yeah. three of them looked great. I mean, he was just oh, rushing yeah. right through that line, and some that offensive line could not protect Mariota to save its life. And Mariota looked way out of way out of whack. I mean, he was overthrowing wide open receivers. The run game couldn't really get going, which is something that they really pride themselves in against the Jacksonville Jaguars, especially. That's, I mean, Henry is usually their locomotive, and he he runs that Titans team, especially against us. And that's just from my personal standpoint what I've noticed. But uh, Gardner Minshew looked great. I look forward to seeing how he does in Denver. The big thing about him is, you know, we've seen him. He had a great touchdown late against the Texans the week prior, almost brought him back to a victory. They had a failed two-point conversion. And then this week, you know, very strong start. We kind of saw him dip out a little bit towards the end. Like I said, he did have that one drop in the end zone from D.D. Westbrook. But other than that, not too bad. Yeah, um, he just seems so – it's amazing how calm he seems. Got you, Rob. Got you, Rob. Uh, Rob, I was actually – while you're here, we were going to ask you about that game. Did you happen to catch the Jags and uh, Titans game at all? I did, and, uh, you know, one thing I noticed, and you can probably pick up on it better than, than me being a Jags fan, but the team seems to, uh, you know, when the defense is so good and when you had Bortles and he was just so inept, like, it seems that they play off Gardner's enthusiasm and he makes plays. So that's kind of one thing that doesn't really show up in any stat. Yes. Definitely seems that they rally around him more. He's a lot more, uh, you know, emotional and, you know, a colorful character, if you will. And it seems that uh, he's really got the pulse of the team already. And they rally around him and they know he can make plays. So it's like the defense feeds off what he does. They're out there making plays. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited to see what they do with him going forward. Yeah, I am too. And, you know, Nick Foles has been working with him, you know, hand-in-hand hand basically after every game, pulling him aside saying, hey, he, you did great this game, but this is what you need to work on to improve. And Marona said several times that he, this guy, he just doesn't know what can get this guy, what can phase him, because nothing phases him. Never seen his rattle. It's amazing to see somebody, you know, who's been a journeyman in college football. Right. Play one year at Washington State where he made his name and get drafted, what, in the sixth round. Comes in, you know, essentially starts the whole season, you know, um, week one, essentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, just, he never looks rattled. Very calm in the pocket. And his passes are, I mean, he's, they're not just simplifying the offense for him right now either. He's throwing balls across the field right there in the corner, like some beautiful passes. Some beautiful ones. And and you don't see early on by quarterbacks like that when they start the NFL. Exactly. It's very impressive. And I I really look forward to seeing how he does uh, going forward. Not all in on him yet, but I I do like the start he's had. And I'm I'm very, you know, our season's still alive. And that's after we lost Foles, after 11 plays to start the season, I was basically like, oh man, what are we going to do? The big offseason story was why did Jacksonville not buy into a you know a veteran backup just in case Foles goes down? He hasn't finished the season. He hasn't played the full season by himself. And they had Gardner Minshew. They said, hey, we, this kid can play. Don't worry about it. Has a terrible preseason from all you know standards that you look at. Right. You know, and the and the big thing making national news was when he got cracked in the Baltimore game. Right there yeah. on the one yard line. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And now the kid's out there. He's got more passing yards than Aaron Rodgers. He's got more touchdowns than Aaron Rodgers. He's out there playing very good football right now. Now. We'll see what he does going forward, but uh, definitely great, something to be excited about in Jacksonville right now. Great win for the Jags. Um, moving forward, we're going to head on to the next game. We had Cincinnati at Buffalo. Buffalo moving on to three and zero, tied for the division lead, setting up a showdown game week four versus the New the England Patriots. Patriots. I mean, what can you say about this Buffalo Bills team? I really, you know, we picked them. Um, I, I know I picked them. I Matt, I believe you picked them as well last week. Um, yep. I, had, I think I, I stayed away from him. Yeah, you did. I was very hyped up on this team, and then I heard Singletary wasn't playing, and it made me nervous. But you know what? They went and got the job done. Um, Josh Allen, twenty-three for thirty-six, nothing crazy. One touchdown, one pick. Frank Gore really stepped in. That senior running back, fourteen rushes, seventy-six yards, and popped in a touchdown in that game. It's a nice game for an old man like that. <laughs> it's a very good game for him. And then uh, D- uh, Dawson Knox, three receptions, sixty-seven yards, and a touchdown on four uh, targets. Like, you can't ask for much more than that. That that's really big. Uh, I like the way this this Buffalo Bills team is playing right now, and there's a national health alert right now out for Bills Mafia. If they're three and zero. Let's just make sure they they stay alive till the end of the season. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting to see because I think this next week's games in Buffalo when Patriots come to town, yeah, there might be some uh, some fires in the stands or something. Or yeah, I can tell you, being a, a visitor or being a home guy and in, in Buffalo coming to town in that playoff game, there was a lot of parking lots on fire after that right. game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Bobby, uh, excuse me, Robbie, any thoughts on uh, on this game? Yeah, I mean, the Bills, you know. Similar to uh, 
Jags formula. It's tough defense. Um, quarterback makes plays when he has to, and you know, sound running game. They're young, but uh, especially playing up there in Buffalo, uh, I I don't. Uh, I think Cowboys go up there later this year, and I'm not looking forward to it. You know, it's a tough place to play. You're not going to get an easy win against them. You may beat them, but you're going to earn it. Exactly, and Tredavious White also had a great game. Two interceptions in that game. I mean, that's very impressive. Very impressive. That I like what that team has going forward. Are they ready to knock the Patriots off their uh, their top? No, I don't think so just yet. But hey, this Bills team they they have reason to be excited. Like like Robbie said, just like Jacksonville, there's there's definitely some optimism going on right now in Buffalo. Three and zero is a big start. Not a lot of people predicted that. Not in the least. I I can tell you right now, I didn't have it at all. Not even close. Uh, moving on to the yeah, next. One, Go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. Oh, let me, uh, Go ahead. One, just one really good stat I like from that game from Buffalo was uh, as a team, they had 36 rushes for 175 <sighs> yards, and that averages out to 4.9 yards a carry. Uh, only one touchdown. You would have liked to have you know, at least one more in there. Right. Clearly, but uh, I just thought that was impressive. You know, They're trying to take the load off uh, Josh Allen there, mm-hmm. and uh, they're doing a very good job so far. And like you said, David Singletary didn't even play in that game. So when he comes back, I mean – they just have that three-headed monster right now with TJ. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good formula to have too. You know, burn that clock, keep the opposing offense off the field, mm-hmm. and go down there in the red yeah, zone perfect. and, and take control of field position. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. with Josh Allen, a lot of people. I mean, he's a scrambling quarterback throwing through nine rushes, forty-six yards. I mean, he's good for about thirty yards a game. And Yelton even had a pretty decent game, eight rushes, thirty yards. Uh, the former Jag, he he did pretty good as well. So. Uh, we'll, we'll see what what's going to happen with this Bills team going forward. I like what I saw from them. I did not like what I saw from the Bengals. Um, just not a whole lot of momentum going. Uh, to Andy Dalton, nothing too terrible except for the interceptions, the two picks. 20 for 36, 249. Um, lackluster offense is, is what I think of when I think of this team. They had the fumble as well. Not a whole lot to get from them. Two fumbles, actually. So a lot of turnovers, they need to clean up the turnovers, and they, they really had a shot to win this game if they could have just got the turnovers out of the way. But I'm still impressed by Buffalo. I'm impressed by their ability to force the turnovers because Andy Dalton looked great against uh, against Seattle week one, and Seattle's proven to be not, not bad of a team right now. Right. So especially after, with the exception of that Saints game, they, they're, they're not bad of, that bad of a team. So Yeah, and John Ross, who was leading the NFL in uh, reception yards and touchdowns going into this game, um, was kind of contained. I think he might have scored though. I mean, he did not. Two for tw- two receptions, nope. twenty-two yards. That's yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. So they pretty much, uh, yeah, shut him down. All right. Next game, I'm gonna let you handle this one, Bobby and Robbie. Double this handle. one's all your guys. <clears throat> all right. Yeah. So the Cowboys, um, they went on the road down to Miami. Actually, no. I'm sorry. They were at home against Miami. Big favorites, twenty-one and a half point favorites, I believe it was. Started all. I mean, I watched every play of this game. I'm not sure if Robbie did or whatnot, but. Um, I, I was re- I was really frustrated to start. I'll be honest with you, man. Come out second, you know, through second halfway through the second quarter, almost even going into half. It was just to me typical of the Cowboys. You know, we always kind of play down to our competition. I knew going into this game, I even picked it. It was not going to be a blowout. I didn't even have us covering the spread. Dolphins came out looking pretty good. Josh Rosen was making some nice throws, but then we finally settled down. Some numbers that we have right here. I think Dak was 19 for 32 for 245 yards, two touchdowns and one interception. That was kind of a tip ball in the first quarter. Um, big story, though, was the ground game. Zeke had 19 carries for 125 yards, 6.6 yards average, no touchdowns, though. And Tony Pollard, 13 carries, 103 yards, and a touchdown. That was the first time or yeah, the first time since Emmett Smith and Chris Warren that the Cowboys have ever had back-to-back 100-yard rushers in a game. Wow. So that's something to definitely, um, you know, look forward to. Um, you know, you can't just – Depend on Zeke the whole time. I really like Tony Pollard. Like I said, he led the NCAA in rushing last year at Memphis, so that's going to be a great little addition to Zeke. Amari Cooper had a nice game, too. Six catches, 88 yards with two touchdowns. Witten, three catches, 54. Um, they look good. I mean, the second half, you know, they took over. The defense, you know, uh, finally tightened up. They made adjustments. They shut him down. Dak looked great. He's still putting up a high, you know, quarterback percentage. The offense seems to be rolling. The first half, I was kind of upset, but I was smiling by the end of the game. I mean, they That's just all that kind, matters. Of, they kind of just did what they had to do and um, got away with a win. I mean, I know a lot of people were expecting a 45 nothing game against the Dolphins, but, I mean, you're talking about the Dolphins now. We're going to get, you know, they're going to give everybody's best effort right now because you're a team that's so down low right now. They're going to give all they have. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Robbie, what do you think of it? What do you think of the game? Uh 
Yeah, same as you. I was I was biting my nails, you know, and it was it was ten six, and they were in our red zone. I, I was having a heart attack, and then uh, you know we Galen forces a fumble, and uh, we recover. We're on our way, and you know, that pretty much sealed the game up. But uh, I think something big this year is uh, with Travis Frederick back. You know, Zach Zach's not getting touched. He was. Uh, Second in the league last year, getting sacked uh, only behind Deshaun Watson, uh, like 57 sacks or something. He's not getting touched this year, so he's had a clean pocket. He's got command of the offense. Uh, he's going through his reads. Um, you know his yardage, uh, a little misleading. He probably had that. What was that? A close to a 70-yard touchdown to Randall Cobb called back. Call back, right? Uh, yep. Very sketchy holding call. So he was slightly inaccurate in the first half, but then he was just ripping them all day. Right. Uh, the offensive line, like you said, uh, the running game was just dominant. Uh, the defense is the only thing I'm still not convinced. Uh, I'm it's got me a little concerned too, Robbie. It does. Yeah, and we never get turnover, so that does not shock me. But the the pressure's not there. Uh, you know, we had multiple passes in this game that should have been picked off. Uh, Jeff Heath had one. I don't know how he missed it. And I think um, Darian Thompson might have missed one. I know one of the safeties missed one besides Heath. But, you know, what can you say? We gave up six points. Uh, we won by 45, you know, 400 yards again on total offense. So we uh, we played some bad teams and we destroyed them. you got to play these on the schedule. So. Absolutely. It's going to be a good <clears throat> test. Uh, Sunday night. It will be. And, uh, Robbie, we'll start what... if I can just get your opinion on this, I'll cut you off there real quick. But I've been talking about this last week when you weren't on with us. But what are your thoughts on Kellen Moore? I really think he's a big difference maker on our offense right now. He's making Dak look a lot more comfortable with that RPO going. And um, he's really just uh, kind of lighting it up right now with the play calls and really opening up this offense a lot more than we've seen in the past. Uh, he's been a godsend. I mean, uh stack sets uh, every play there's some kind of motion um and it's there like Dak said they're not even doing different plays they're just being more creative with motion and you know who different guys in the same routes we used to have instead of a tight end you know going down the seam now it's Randall Cobb and just the creativity like uh yesterday Sunday he had uh Pollard and Zeke in the backfield at the same time. Yeah, that was time. awesome when I saw that. You I was know, smiling, man. I was like, yes. He motioned Pollard out, out, to, out, out of the slot. Uh, I didn't think he went to the X spot, but, uh, you know, couldn't say enough about him. But so many easy yards we're picking up now. It's like it's almost like a pick-your-poison offense because you can't defend it. I agree with you. I agree. And um, like you said, this coming Sunday night is going to be our first big test going into a household environment. Even though Drew Brees isn't playing, it's definitely going to be uh, one of those games where we're going to see where we're at currently, uh, you know, quarter through the season. So, Yeah, this was, a, yeah. This was definitely a big game. Um, my biggest thing from that game takeaway, it was definitely the, the dual threat from the running game. I love seeing a good running game, and that's what we got from Dallas this week. It proved Kellen Moore can, in fact, set a good game plan with the running running backs. I love what he did with it. I was a big fan of this, this entire game plan. Amari Cooper got his touches still. Uh, Dak looked great. Again, like you said, protected very well. Definitely helps having your center back. Uh, <laughs> big time. That line just looks like they are together and they are just rolling. Yeah. Um, if the defense can pick it up just a little bit, this team, I, I'm hard-pressed to find a team right now that can beat them in the NFC, uh, borderline AFC as well. Uh, you know, there's a couple good matchups I'd like to see them play first. But uh, looking really good early on. Uh, Dallas, definitely, definitely a big contender right now through the first three weeks. Uh, moving on from that one, we're going to go ahead and cover Green Bay versus Denver. Denver taking the loss here, 16-27 to in Lambeau Field. Uh, as I told Robbie uh, earlier today, one of my more disappointing teams of the season. I expected a little bit more out of Denver this year. I was a little bit excited to see what they could do with Phillip Lindsay. Um, while I didn't expect a whole the world from Flacco, I did think he could come in there and give them st some st st yeah, some stability. Uh, I don't think we've seen that. All we've seen is a check down Charlie. Um, I mean, the guy goes 20 for 29, which you look at that stat and you're like, wow, that's great. Uh, he only throws for 213 yards and an interception. I didn't see anything impressive from him from the passing standpoint. And late in the game when they still were in it, 
it was just check down, check down, check down, check down. Uh, Bulls is still having issues on that on that left side as far as holding calls. Uh, Philip Lindsay looks great. <laughs> if if yeah. you're looking for a plus from that, Philip Lindsay looks fantastic. Still, I think he's great. Freeman looks great. The running game looks really good right now, but they're putting themselves so behind in these games that they can't afford to to go back to that running game. I mean, you look at it; they're down 24 to 16 in the third, and they're still kind of in it. And and that's when you saw that run game kind of still going. And then next drive, and then they get nothing. Anytime they get a holding call, they're out of that drive. Right. Because their only effectiveness is the run game. They don't pass it deep. Flacco. I mean, last drive, I'm watching check down, check down, check down. I mean, we're talking third and distance, and you're just getting check downs. And I'm like, what? Are, what what's happening here? Right. Are we just conceding games at this point? I, I'm very confused by their uh, offensive game plan, Matt. You want to know why? Tell me. You want to know why? I know what you're going to say. Tell me. Guy. He's just he's a just guy. guy. Flacco guy. is just a guy. He's, he's just there. there. Oh, man. He won a Super Bowl. Uh, he's like a, he's, He'll be recognized like a Trent Dilfer yep. type, uh, maybe a little bit better. Um, I can't stand the guy, man. I, I he got. I mean, uh, man, well, it, so yeah. I mean, that. it also it also helps when he won his Super Bowl. He had arguably one of the top three defenses like of all time. You yeah, know? yeah, fantastic. Man, like, what are we talking about yeah, here? And, and going back on Denver real quick, though, another stat that kind of alarms me is that they have zero sacks for the season right yes. now on defense, man. Yes. And you're talking about a guy like Von Miller out there. On and, the edge and uh, you have Chubb on the other side and Chubb. So that's kind of alarming right there. You yeah. Know, when yeah. I heard that they're the only team in the NFL right now with zero sacks. Von Miller. Defense. Yep. Von Miller coming out saying it's on us. We got to get this right. We got to bring this, get to get this, this team rolling. And you know, it, it, for all intensive purposes, he's kind of right. I mean, Come on, give show us something on that defense. Where's that Super Bowl defense that we saw? I mean, right. I know it, I know the players are there. It's just not happening. So, right. Whether it's, I mean, that, that was a, uh, it, it was just disappointing. I'm just disappointed in Denver. I expected a lot out of them. I, I like to root for Denver when I see him play. I just, I'm not getting a whole lot out of them. Green Bay, on the other hand, looked great defensively. Looked fantastic. That yes, defense is getting better and better yes. as the week goes on. And I said in the preseason that that would be a surprise defense. And they, they've shown and proved me right in that aspect. Very, very happy about how they're playing so far. Aaron Rodgers still kind of adjusting to this offense. As you can tell, he's not throwing a, a whole lot of passing yards for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he did go 235 and a touchdown, but you're used to seeing Aaron Rodgers over that 300 mark almost every week. And I would kind of excuse it if we saw more of a run game. Now, Jamal Williams did have 59 yards on 12 rushes, so you're, you're looking at about five yards a rush, which is great. But I'm used to seeing a little bit more out of Aaron Rodgers. Regardless, though, this team is 3-0, uh, and and they're looking good in that NS, that tough NFC North. Yes, they are. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota, the Bears having an impressive win last night. And to me, the surprising team of the year right now currently are the Detroit Lions in that division. It's turning out to be a pretty competitive uh, division up there in the North. It really is. Um, so uh, we'll see what happens next week. Uh, you know, Green Bay, they're, they're looking at uh, who do they have next week. Um, Philly. They have Philly on Thursday night, so they have a short week to get ready. Uh, and then you have Denver uh, t- ho- uh, hosting Jacksonville, so Flacco is going to have to get ready, especially with those linemen. They're going to have to be ready because you're going to get Calais, you're going to get Allen, who's had three sacks in the last two games, and you're going to get Ngakwe on the other side causing pressure. So it's going to be a lot of problem for the those front linemen. So I'm eager. I'm eager to watch that game and see how it plays out. Uh, I'm eager to see how Philip Lindsay does against that defense because Jacksonville typically isn't too good against the run. Although last week with Henry, they did great, and with an extended amount of time off, I'll, I'll be eager to see how they do as far as game plan is concerned. Uh, but we'll go ahead and move on from that game and go into the Atlanta-Indianapolis game. Um, it, Atlanta and Indy ended up was uh, – we were playing in Indianapolis. It was a 27-24 win for Indy. Brissett, uh, once again, having a pretty impressive performance. Matt, go ahead and lead this one. Oh my, my, oh my! I don't even know where to begin, man. Um, <laughs> this Falcons team—we did the same thing. I feel like in Week One, we come out like we've been there. We've come out like we won a Super Bowl in our history. We have not. We blew it. <laughs> we all know what happened. Don't even want to say it. But we act like we've we've been there and done it. And I don't understand Matt Ryan. Uh, there's another. Just completely, insanely, oh my goodness, just stupid pick. Yeah. Uh, and triple coverage, overthrew the ball. Uh, it was just a horrible throw in general. Everything about it was terrible. Uh, the, he missed Julio Jones in the first half wide open. He threw it to the other side of the end zone. Who does that? 
Right. Who doesn't throw it to a wide open Julio? Yeah, and, and, and like, being the one time about? that he was missed because he was he did, had eight receptions for 128 yards and a touchdown on nine targets. Yeah. No. So yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, Freeman had good stats. He played pretty he well. Uh, 88 yards on 16 carries. You know, that's all fine and dandy. Uh, the first half was just abysmal. Second half's a whole nother story. Matt Ryan goes 22 for 23. Three touchdowns, no picks, and it's like, you know, where was that in the first half? In the entire first half, right? It was it was just abysmal, man. Uh, and then, when, of course, now Keanu Neal out, yeah, with an Achilles injury, he's done for a year after being out all of last year. He was in tears, uh, screaming. I can't I blame him. Anybody was watching that game, but it was it was just brutal. Yeah, Robbie, did you happen to catch any of that game at all? I did catch some of it. Um, uh, you know, Matt Ryan, I think he's got six picks this year, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Yep. Um, you know, veteran quarterback, you, you can't have that. Uh, the running That's game, seven I know. last year. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so in a league this tight and they're losing close games, you can't, can't turn it over. Um, it just seems like, they're doing just enough to lose, you know? Yeah. They play well. They're putting up points. Uh, and then the, the most inopportune moments, they give up a big play or the turnover penalty. Uh, I'm still not sold on the running game completely. Freeman did turn it on this week. But uh, so, something's just missing. I don't know. Like Ridley, Ridley, he's uh, all of a sudden this week, you know, you get one catch. I don't know. Yeah, and he was only targeted one time. Out, but, yeah, but... The prior two weeks, he's been a stud. You know? Right. It's really weird. It's, it's hit or miss right now. Uh, it's. I mean, we had 16 penalties for over 125 yards, I believe. I mean, it was it really – that sounds like a coaching problem to me. Well, that's what I was going to uh, ask Dan you, Matt. Dan Quinn will be on the hot seat. He will be on the hot seat. I'm already hearing it down in Atlanta. Yeah, that's so, what I was going to ask you is do you think that – I don't know how he's not already. Yeah, exactly. I, I was going to ask you, you know, what – what what what, are, what does the Atlanta Falcons do going forward, Matt? I mean, do you have a, a, a viable backup for Neil, one? Um, and two, what are you thinking as far as the coaching standpoint? I mean, do we need to clean house here, or is it just a head coaching issue, or what are we looking at? All right, so on the Keanu Neal issue, um, so last last year when that happened, we moved DeMonte KZ over to uh, the safety position, and he led the league with seven interceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit sloppy on the tackling. He's still young. Last year was his uh, rookie season, so um, he he can move. He's he plays nickel cornerback right now. We could slide him over. Another backup uh, would be Kamal Ismail. He plays. He's a, a hybrid safety linebacker type. He could move into that role. Uh, other than that, uh, Eric Berry's still a free agent. Uh, maybe <laughs> give him a workout. See how that goes. You never right. know. Yeah, um, I, I'm 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 really looking to see something from this offense because I mean like I, I've spoken to Robbie on on the Falcons on several occasions and he knows I'm I'm definitely a fan of the team but we got something's got to give here we gotta we gotta get these these wheels rolling on this team I mean we're four weeks in and I'm not really seeing a whole lot especially in the turnover the turnover game it's just ridiculous so um, I didn't mean to cut you off but go ahead uh, as far as the coaching what's your thoughts and then yeah on the coaching staff um, I mean if we miss the playoffs this year. Um, even if we go nine and seven or something like that, I mm-hmm. I really think Dan Quinn might be fired. The whole coaching staff, right? Um, I mean we don't even have a defensive coordinator. Dan Quinn has took over that role as well, so he fired our offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator last year and special teams coach. So I mean, there's nothing left really to do. Um, I believe last year I was hearing rumblings that if we went four and 12 or five and 11 that he might've even gotten fired last year. So, you know, we'll see, hopefully we can turn it around. We have all the pieces. We just need to play smart and, and not, we can't just, we can't be down 28 to zero and 20 to three at halftime. No, absolutely not. And, and we'll look forward to seeing what they do going forward. Cause I, I think they're one of those teams that's got it. And, and not to forget, I mean, let's let's talk about how good of a job that Jacoby Brissett has done as the starter. Now, we talked about it going into the regular season as Luck retired, Bobby. I know you remember well. 
um, that I told you he was going to be a val. You know, he's a definitely a starter on this team. He comes from the Belichick tree. He knows how to play. Um, and he's proven that as he's learned this Frank Reich offense, that he is becoming more of a, a dependable QB. Yeah, we didn't see. I didn't think with uh, you know with Luck retiring and Brissett coming in. I mean, that if any situation with you know a franchise quarterback, you know, retiring suddenly like that. I mean, that was a pretty decent position for them to be in. Hence the reason why they signed him to an extension. Just what a couple of days after that, right? I think they know that he's our guy going forward, and there weren't going to be many big bumps and bruises when he took over that offense, as he's pretty much um, knows that system pretty well. And so far, so good. Yeah, and, and having Marlon Mack in that backfield, 16 for 74 yards and a touchdown is huge, too. 4.6 average. It, it takes a lot of pressure off of him. The defense has been playing better than it's played in recent years. Um, last year was a good year as well, so we're showing it's not an outlier. Uh, right now, the the Colts, as far as I'm concerned, at this very point in time, are, are the front runner in the AFC South. I, I'm, I'm, I like the Texans. I do, but I can't trust their offensive line. So, I, it's basically at this point, I'm, it's not an if, it's a when is Deshaun Watson going to get injured based on what we've seen all year in the NFL already. Agree. Yep. Um, so keep up the good work, Brissett, unless you're playing the Jags, and I still want that AFC South. But regardless, we move forward to the game of the week that was Baltimore and Kansas City in a rainy Arrowhead game, and what a game we got. It was a fun one to watch. I assume all of us caught at least a glimpse of it. Bobby, did you catch it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was going on the same time as my Cowboys game was going on, but um, I was at a buddy's house that had the ticket and multiple TVs, so I definitely had an eye on that one while I was watching the Cowboys game. Just a little bit too late for Baltimore. You know, they dug that hole. I think they were down by two scores, you know, midway through the third and kind of going into this fourth quarter. Lamar Jackson tried to make a comeback, but it was just a little too late. A little fun stat about that game. Lamar Jackson actually did not throw a touchdown. Mark Ingram was your freaking bell cow running back. 16 rushes, 103 yards, three and touchdowns. three touchdowns. Wow. Lamar running one in as well. Um, that. He's an underrated running back right now this year, and you know I didn't have a whole lot of love for him down in New Orleans, but now that he's come to Baltimore, I don't know if it's part of the, this Harbaugh scheme or whatever's going on up up there, but he's doing really good in that offense, and that defense looks good led by Earl Thomas. And don't forget though, he's not sharing, you know, he's not sharing the carries with, like he was in New Orleans with Kamara, right? So he's kind of the guy down there mm-hmm. in Baltimore or up there in Baltimore. So um, seems like a good fit, and so far so good for him this year. He's off to a good start. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes also coming out with a yet again another kind of MVP performance. Uh, 27 for 37, 374, and three touchdowns. Wow. Um, Williams and McCoy share the load in the running game. They pile up over 100 yards combined in a touchdown. Uh, and the thing about uh, Patrick Mahomes, he keeps finding these random receivers to pass to, or these random players. I mean, Kelsey got his touches. He went he went seven receptions, 89 yards. But you have a uh, um, Terrell Williams with nine catches, yep, uh, 62 yards. McCole Hardman, five, uh, two catches, 97 yards, and, and a touchdown on that in that game. Demarcus Robinson still still not fading away either from his explosive week. Three receptions, 43, and a touchdown. McCoy gets one out of the air, uh, three receptions on 26 yards. So this team's looking, you know, it's firing on all cylinders right now. A big impressive win versus a good Baltimore team. Uh, Robbie, what's your thoughts on this game? No, I mean it. Uh, in the end, it lived up to the hype, but uh, this Chiefs team, you know, the thing with them, they score quick, and it's a it's a possession thing, and you, you can't waste the possession with them. You know, Baltimore, Baltimore just got behind, and, you know, you can't punt, you can't turn it over, you just got to score, because they come out before you even sit on the sideline, and uh, it's 7 nothing, 14 nothing. you got to you gotta score and keep up with them. They're not going to turn it over. Uh, so you just got to score with them and, uh, Baltimore just fell short, but, uh, you know, that game was played, uh, in January, uh, in the cold in Baltimore. Uh, I'd really like to see that, you know, Baltimore definitely showed they can hang with them. So probably looking at, uh, number two and three in the conference right now. Right. Yeah, definitely Baltimore. I mean, with what's going on in Pittsburgh, Cleveland being completely unimpressive and, uh, Cincinnati kind of being what we thought they were, you know, I mean, they're the front runner in that AFC North, so it, it looks like they, as long as they keep on this stretch and you know everybody stays healthy, hopefully, um, they're going to postseason football, no problem, no problem. Matt, uh, you got any thoughts on this game? Matt, might have lost Matt there for a minute. We'll go ahead and move forward to Oakland, Minnesota. 
Um, Minnesota coming away with a 34-14 win, not coming through the air. Again, once again, we're not seeing a whole lot out of Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, very pedestrian uh, game. He's going 15 for 21, um, 174 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but the ground game was rolling. 16 carries for Dalvin Cook, 110 yards and a touchdown. Now that he's staying healthy, he is putting up the yardage. And he's looking nice. like a Pro Bowl player this year right now to start the season. It, he's looking, looking good. Yeah, he's coming back off of that injury that he had last year. And, um... Yeah, he's um, he's actually starting to roll right now, and Minnesota's kind of one of those teams, man. They're kind of a defensive team, and they like to run the ball. Kirk Cousins is obviously starting off kind of slow, like some people anticipated, um, but big win for the Vikings. Yeah, and with the with going back to Kirk Cousins real quick, uh, last season they had Flippo as their offensive coordinator, and he seemed to run get away from the run game, and that's a reason one of the reasons he ended up getting let go from Minnesota is because of that that he got away from it. Now we're seeing the complete opposite direction, where we're seeing it being all about the run game and not so much about the passing game. I mean, you look at it, there was over, I mean, the, the ball was rushed way more than it was passed, but that, that could also be part of the fact that they got up so early, too. I mean, they, they took a demanding 21 nothing lead early on in this game, and I mean, it was a stranglehold from then on out. Derek Carr, on the other hand, not the greatest performance, but I mean, he could have done worse. 27 for 34, 242, two touchdowns, and he did get that one pick. Um, they had a turnover on downs in the game. They also had a missed field goal in the game that played parts in it. Uh, kind of momentum killers, if you will. Uh, Irv Smith, I'd like to point him out. If I believe I'm correct, he is the uh, other rookie tight end out of Iowa. Yep. That, you know, uh, it was him and Hawkinson in the first round. Three yep. catches for 60 yards. So mm-hmm. that's uh, pretty obviously high percentage yards per catch. And good to see him, you know, being a factor early on. Yeah, he was actually their leading receiver on the day. Now, Thielen did get that one touchdown in the air, and he had one on the ground as well, One that one uh, rush in. Uh, Robbie, did you happen to catch any of this game or any, any kind of highlights or anything? Uh, I caught a little. I did not have this up on my ticket. Uh, I'm not a big fan of either team, so I caught enough to see, uh, you know, Minnesota, four sacks. Uh, the car was running for his life most of the day, uh, and then Vikings just time of possession, grinding it out. Uh, probably could get anyone to, to hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook all day, you know. But right. At least they found a way to limit uh, Cousins doing any damage with turnovers. So it's working for them. Uh, it's probably not how they planned it, but they found a way to make it work. So that's awesome. Exactly right. And that puts them at 2-1 and one on the season moving forward. So, you know, Oakland's starting to kind of fall back into that, you know, who we thought you were position falling to 1-2 and two on the season. Oakland's got Indy next week. And we'll see how they – I don't know. It's going to be a rough game for them in Indianapolis. But we'll, we'll talk more about that when we're making our predictions. Now, next we have the what will be a very quick review. It's going to be the New England and Jets game. Now, I'm going to let Robbie start with this because I know you have somebody in the household that's definitely a Jets fan. I'm going to let you go ahead and start this one out. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, I am married to a Jets fan, uh, for better or worse. And uh, – you know, it's just the just the bloodbath. You know, the the whole the whole game was just New England doing whatever they want. Uh, the Jets get a couple points off um, turnover and special teams. Uh, and that point, Belichick puts Brady back in. But it's just pick your poison. You know, Jets got nothing going. Couldn't pass. Couldn't run. Sacks. Yeah, it's just. I felt bad for my wife because she was, she actually, uh, it's so ignorant to the fact that she actually thought, okay, well, you know, we do this, that maybe we'll come out of here with a win. So mm-hmm. it was, it was brutal to watch. I actually locked her in the, in the office and, uh, I didn't even want to see it. <laughs> it was, it was yeah, pretty brutal, man. It, it was definitely brutal. I mean, Le'Veon Bell had 18 carries for 35 yards and, no touchdowns. I mean, it was just absolutely yeah. brutal game. That's uh, quarterback yeah. didn't even throw for 100 yards. Mm-hmm. 105 Jets, 40 yards. I think in the, the Jets' day. longest drive was uh, 26 yards. <sighs> A game full of punts yeah. and turnovers for them. Um, because it kind of was unfortunately for them. You know, no, no starting QB um, with Darnold. You lose your backup. 
uh, Simeon for the year. I mean, we can't expect a lot out of this team. I mean, they're, they're basically just waiting until they get Darnold back. But for all intents and purposes, their year's kind of shot. Uh, you got Buffalo doing really good in this division. The Patriots, obviously, who they are, they're going to be there at the end of the year. I mean, it, it's all but over, in my opinion, for the Jets. Unfortunately, the, the Le'Veon Bell experience has not been good to them early on, especially losing your Sam quarterback. Darnold being out. Yeah, right. They're going to jam eight up in the box and just make him. And that was pretty much the recipe going into yep. the opponents that are going to play the Jets this year is we're just going to stack the box, shut down Le'Veon Bell, and have Sam Darnold or whoever that quarterback beat us. Slow start for the um, Jets, and it's looking like it could be like that for most of the season. Yep, it, it does. hundred, a hundred and five total yards. hundred and five. That's not going to win games in the NFL. That's brutal. <laughs> not in any day of the week. <laughs> Just brutal. Oh my god, on Um, going forward, because again, not too much from that Patriots. Moving on to a a quick three and note. You have the Lions and. Philadelphia Eagles. Now the Lions came into town and took a win from Philly at home, which I thought was damn impressive. Was a good Patricia game too. Get, I was actually watching a little bit. That was a good game to watch. It was. Why don't you go ahead and lead it though? All right. Well, one of my buddies, like I said, we were at his house watching, and he's a huge Detroit fan, oh, so yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was. He was watching it, and um, kind of a back and forth game, to be honest with you. You know, Matt Stafford didn't, you know, make the mistakes that he usually does. Um, he was 18 for 32, 201 yards and one touchdown. on Johnson, who's actually been doing really well this yeah. year, was kind of contained. He only had, he had 20 carries, 38 yards, and but he did have a touchdown, only 1.8 uh, yards per carry. Um, as far as receiving-wise, Marvin Jones, six catches, 101 yards and a touchdown. Kenny Galladay was kind of quiet. Their home run hitter, two catches for 17 yards. Um the Lions just found a way to win. You know, they just uh, – that was kind of a back-and-forth game. Uh, if I remember correctly, at halftime, it was 20-10. to 10, I think Detroit was up 20-10. to 10, Then Philly took the lead. And then Detroit took that lead and held on to it late in the game uh, with a late uh, interception. Or, no, I'm sorry. I think it was a late fumble or whatnot. But Carson Wentz had a decent game, 19 for 36. Actually, the pass rating wasn't that high. 259 yards and two touchdowns. A lot of drops in that game. A lot of drops in that game. And I don't know if – just to get off topic, Doug, did you guys see that thing that was going on social media about the one guy in yep. Philadelphia that was saving yep. the kids from the uh, – <laughs> Yep. There was a uh, little house fire that was uh, that happened late that night or early that morning in Philadelphia if people didn't see that. Um, this guy's uh, he's a he's already turning into a, a superhero or a superstar in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But he was talking about how they were, like, literally throwing babies out of the window – He's like, yeah, we were catching them, unlike uh, Aguilar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, in Aguilar, he reached Responded. out on social media, and he's trying yeah. to find the game and give him free tickets to the game based on his heroism from, you know, what right. he did. But if you look at Aguilar's numbers, though, he did have eight catches or eight catches, 50 yards, and two touchdowns, but he did have some key drops, though. Mm. Yep. That, that, Doesn't matter what your stats are, though. If you have those key drops in a close game like that in the end of the game, that's what people see. That's, that's what people see. That's, that's what people all, see. That's all that's going to yeah. stand out. Yeah, so uh, Detroit moving on. So uh, 2-0-1. 2-0-1, one of the eight undefeated teams in the league still. So impressive for them. We'll see what they can do next week, and we'll definitely let you know if we're taking them in our picks. Uh, again, drops were the big thing for Philly on the day. Uh, we're going to keep it rolling, though. Uh, Carolina, Arizona. Arizona taking the loss to Kyle Allen and company. This offense was, was high-powered. I mean, I think by the time Arizona figured out that Kyle Allen could throw, McCaffrey just started just running it down their throat. 153 rushing yards on the day on 24 carries. Um, the dude was a beast, but Christian McCaffrey, we knew this coming into the year, he was going to be a big part of this offense. Kyle Allen coming in relief for Cam Newton, shocking a lot of people. 19 for 26, great game passing. 261, four touchdowns, zero picks. Outshines the number one overall pick from Arizona. Very impressed by this guy, and he will be your starter for week four going forward. Uh, Cam Newton potentially having surgery on a the foot. They are trying to avoid that, but it, it looks like that's what it's going to come down to, and I know Rivera's going to stick with uh, with Kyle Allen as long as he can right now. What about Greg Olson, though? Um, you're talking about a guy that's been around the league for a long time right now, and he kind of he, he doesn't see, it seemed like he was slowing down a couple years ago, but from what I've seen this year, he's, you know, in the last game, he had six catches, 75 yards, and two touchdowns. He's been really effective. Yeah, Matt, did you catch any of this game? Yeah, actually, I did. Uh, I was very impressed. I thought this was the Panther team that, uh, you know, we all were going to see at the very beginning of the season, the first couple games. I mean, if you look at the players they have on defense, uh, you know, Luke Keekley, Shaq Thompson, 
uh, Eric Reed. I mean, they have they picked up Gerald McCoy, you know, and they still have Don, Donna Terry Poe. Their front, you know, their two defensive tackles right there are just, you know, they're man beasts. You know, I mean, these guys just they're huge human beings and they get after it. Um, so I, I mean, this like I said, this is this kind of the Panthers team that I thought we were gonna see, just you know, with Cam at quarterback, yeah. but. You know, this could be a transition. Who knows? We'll see, though. Yeah, and just to point out what you were saying about their linebackers, though, Shaq Thompson, I'm a big fan of him, obviously, as he came from uh, University of Washington Husky football uh, guys, and uh, Luke Keegley. Mm -hmm. Nice little combo right there. I mean, Shaq had nine tackles, a sack, and a tackle for loss, and Keegley doing Keegley things, you know, had eight tackles. and Top three. Yeah, yeah, so it's definitely one of It is, yeah, they're – that little combo right there is definitely one of the um, top linebacker combos in the league, and that's gonna that they're gonna need that, you know, as far as as long as Cam is out, and um, you know they, that offense, you know, unless they produce like they did last week, but they're gonna have to rely on their defense, and they definitely got some help this week with that offense exploding for 38 points. So big, big win for Carolina, who goes one and two, Arizona 0 two and one. Yeah, big win for them for sure. Um, what was my favorite game of the week? Because I picked this game. Damn it, did I pick it. I was so excited at the end of this game. <laughs> the Giants getting the win with Danny Dimes. Over Danny Tampa Dimes, Bay. baby. That's what over it is. Tampa it's not Bay. Daniel Jones. It is, he is <laughs> yeah. now referred to as Danny Dimes. The legend has begun. Now, before we go anywhere, Robbie, go ahead and tell me, how did your pops feel about this? I know he is a diehard Giants fan. No, oh, he was... He was very apprehensive uh, when they drafted Jones. Um, he he didn't. It was the last quarterback that uh, he wanted him to pick. So uh, seeing someone throw the ball down the field and show mobility and not turning the ball over uh, with interceptions anyway, um, just the pocket presence and and the sight line constantly. You know, he's throwing it downfield to Ingram and Shepard and even Lattimore. He's just the playmaking, uh, you know, he's excited. And uh, I was very impressed uh, being in the NFC. It's not someone uh, I want to see twice a year. It's snowing. We kind of always had uh, count on those giant games. You know, we beat them uh, the last six or eight times with Eli. Just kind of always count on him to make a turnover. And now this kid uh, seems like. There's a new day in New York that's for a reason for some optimism. I'm yeah. surprised they didn't have like a, um, you know, like a rally down Fifth Avenue in New York City after that win, you know, <laughs> with Eli out now well, and Daniel Jones. A lot of people were criticizing that pick, you know, with them taking him that high, you right. know, at number seven. Right. And as, he was actually one that I, I talked about home. that I actually really liked him at Duke a lot. He did, you know, yeah. I didn't like his passing as much against the big teams that he played. He wasn't really that efficient, but. One thing about him, he's, he can move in the pocket, though. This kid can run a lot better than what people think. And he actually won the game on that great little quarterback draw there towards the end. He did. Yeah. He did. Actually, he, he didn't win the game. Bruce Arians lost the game. Correct. How in the world do you uh. set that up? They even, Winston actually, on that third down, got the ball and centered it perfectly right there. And then Bruce Arians decides to take a delay game penalty. Because he thought the field goal was going to be too close to back him up five. Right. And then if you see that ball go, it just, it, I mean, it didn't just miss, but I mean, that could have been made if it was five yards up closer. I don't know why any reason in the world you would, anybody would take away yards on a field goal. That's the first time I've ever seen that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is yeah. the first time I've ever seen that. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah, that was... he's never been a good game manager. He's a great motivational, uh, he's good at, making the quarterbacks better and drawing up an offense, but he's never been a good game manager. And that, that came to came to surface in that game for sure. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Saquon, uh, Saquon goes out four to eight weeks. Tough, tough, tough. Tough loss for them getting the Daniel yeah. Jones kid in. And it was kind of, it kind of got overshadowed by Daniel Jones coming in there and getting the win. Yeah. Um, big loss for them going forward. And, you know, it was it looked worse, you know, like they had to carry him off the field, but they're saying it's, what, four to eight right now with We're a high ankle sprain. Eight. But everybody knows those high it'll ankle be, sprains are about as bad as a broken foot almost, man. Those high ankle yes, sprains are going to lay around weeks. all year. Yeah, yep. they said they said look towards the, the ladder being it being the eight weeks. Towards and, the eight weeks, yeah. And uh, we're going to move on real quick from this, but uh, one more shout-out. Mike Evans, he did everything to keep this team in the damn game. Eight receptions, 190 yards, and three touchdowns. He was a monster. I mean, the dude he was, was a, a beast. The dude is doing everything he can to keep Tampa Bay in a game. 
And he, he did his damnedest, but they couldn't come out on top, unfortunately. Yeah. Houston, Charger, or Texans, Chargers. Texans come away with the victory over the Chargers. Um, in a game I really didn't think they were going to stand a chance. And I, I believe I had the Chargers in this game taking it. But Deshaun Watson came out, did good. The line held up okay enough to get them the W. Um, and I, I say that very loosely, okay enough to get him the W. He goes 25 for 34, 351 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Hyde, uh, after a f- couple impressive weeks, completely shut down, 10 rushes for 19 yards. He did get a touchdown, he, so he did pop it in the end zone once. Kenny Stills um, was your leading receiver in the game as far as yardage. He had four receptions for 89 yards. Jordan Aikens with the two touchdowns, though. Um, DeAndre Another quiet week for him. Six receptions, 67 yards. So he had some yardage, but no touchdowns in the game. This was a game I thought the Chargers were going to win. No problem. Um, I thought the Chargers with Bosa and Inco were going to get back there. They were going to cause problems, cause havoc all day. But the Texans were able to find a way to win and keep them under wraps. Uh, that The Texans hanging around in the AFC South. That was a big win for them to keep them with the Colts. Uh, Chargers now kind of falling behind. Kansas City just walking away in that AFC West. Yeah, they are. I mean, uh, I'm not sure what the numbers are. Let me look them up here real quick about Deshaun Watson, unless you just mentioned it or not. But oh, Yeah, he had uh, 318, two touchdowns. Oh, I'm sorry, that was uh, Phillip Rivers. Uh, 351, three touchdowns, no picks on the yeah, game. Yeah, he's, you know, Deshaun Watson's a baller, man. We all knew that. Yes. When he beat Alabama in the national championship game, and he's been showing that. He showed that even last year when he, you know, the game he tore his ACL against Seattle. Uh, my buddy Sorensen, Nick Sorensen, the DB coach, who's going to be with us here in a couple months or so. Yep, or November, whatnot. hopefully. But he even told me personally, he's like, watch out for this kid, man. This kid could end up being the new new version of the Michael Vick, you know, right-handed version of him in the NFL. And, uh, I mean, he's just a baller, man. I mean, and <laughs> that offensive line is still not there. No. You know, he's still running for his life, and he's just making those throws, man. I mean, it's he's pretty impressive, and that was a big win for them. You know, with the Chargers it was coming huge. into town. It was a huge win for them. They, yeah. they, as a win they had to absolutely have, and they, yeah. they, they got it. So, I mean, if you look at the their running, they, they, they had no running game. No. I mean, Carlos Hyde went 10 carries, 19 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Watson, seven carries, 18 yards. I mean, they, they, they didn't even average more than like two yards a carry. Duke mm-hmm. Johnson was a non-factor, two carries, two yards. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much a Deshaun Watson game right now. Yep, so we'll, we'll see if Deshaun Watson can stay healthy because that's the, the, the key cog there in that you offense. You can only run for your life for so long. Exactly, league, you know. exactly. And, and, and the Texans need to figure out that offensive line fast. It seemed like they were a little bit better that last week. You know, they allowed, oh, well, I believe, only two sacks. Um, but they need to they need to step it up and continue to step it up going forward because they have a lot of people in their division that can cause those problems. Yep. Manly Saxonville. Anyway, going forward, uh, Saints and Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks get the L in a game at home. At home, that's a big win for New Orleans, man. Teddy and team. Teddy and Co. Uh, I got, win. you know, I got my family <laughs> out there in Seattle, and they were all at the game, and they weren't the. the the 12s weren't happy after that one, I'll tell you that. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater coming out 19 for 27, 177 yards and two touchdowns. Kamara had a fantastic day. He was, throughout the day, very hard to tackle. I was watching, the, I watched the majority of that game, and he, they just had trouble bringing him down. I mean, he was, he looked like he was just, you know, a, a, I'm going to run down your throat sort of back at times, and then at other times he was just dodging everybody, like the Le'Veon Bell kind of hesitation style. It, it, he was all over the place he just looked fantastic nine catches 92 yards and a touchdown i mean yeah. this guy is literally if not i mean he's you gotta definitely put him up there as one of the best backs in the nfl man definitely all around back i would say straight out runner you kind of reminds me like a marshall fault with his numbers man. yeah like they use yeah. him as a receiver almost as much as they do with they him do. in the backfield they, you know they do if you know if, they spread him out wide too as a receiver it's not like he's just catching flares or screens out the backfield mm-hmm. i mean he's kind of like or how mccaffrey's gonna be type yep, i mean yep. those two are kind of taking over that role that that seems to be the new kind of role in the game considering people are running or no, uh, no pun intended. Kind of running away from the run game, right? Um, but, but uh, Robbie, did you catch any of this game? I did. Uh, so, like you guys were saying, Kamara is the big, the big difference in this one. Teddy's uh, yards, six yards uh, past. Uh, he's not really moving the ball downfield, right? Uh, I think his longest longest pass was 29 yards, and that was Kamara running it. So, 
uh, you know, turnovers and special teams won this game. I think uh, they had a defensive touchdown and then special teams points. So still shocking for them to go in there with Teddy and uh, with the 12th man and come out for a W. But uh, Teddy's going to have to do better if he wants to beat us. I know that. That's that's the truth, ain't that? Yeah, no, you know, no, some, some Teddy. <laughs> yeah, some. Russell Wilson, though, with a monster game, though. Yes, you know, 32 yes. for 50 passing, 406 yards, two touchdowns, and he had seven carries for 51 and two touchdowns. You don't want your quarterback to have those numbers, though. Well, I was going to say, don't quote <laughs> me on this, but I think that's the first time he's thrown over 50 or he's thrown 50 passes right. in, his, yeah. in his career with I the mean, Seattle Seahawks. With their running back position right now, Chris Carson had 15 carries, 53 yards. And um, and they did hold Rashad Penny out. Was, he was out this and, week. And he was out, and I think he's going to be out going forward, too, from what I heard today because he's on my fantasy team, but um, <laughs> on my fantasy bench. But C.J. Precise, four carries, five yards. So, I mean, it was just all Russell Wilson in this game. Oh, yeah. Kind of like the last one that we saw with Deshaun Watson, you know, even though they got the win, but – very one-dimensional, and that's you know that kind of played a key factor right there. And and that NFC West, man, it's a strong division. I mean, you got you have two undefeated teams. You know, we're getting ready to cover San Francisco next. You have the Rams undefeated, and they're they're third in their division at two and one. I mean, how who would have thought that? You know that. Right. I mean, they, they they pull out that win. We have three three and O teams in the NFC West. That's, and they go down to Arizona, nuts. who's O two and one. That is going to be at home, and I mean, obviously hungry for a win. Everybody wants to get you know Kyler Murray his first win. So oh, yeah. it's not going to be an easy game for them down there either. So we'll see. It's not. It's not. Um, speaking of the NFC West, uh, San Francisco gets the win versus Pittsburgh in a, what was a very sloppy game. Um, if you look at the stats from this game, you had uh, San Francisco actually turned the ball over five times in this game and somehow still managed to come out with the win. And it all came really down to the fact that Mason Rudolph and co. on that offense just could not capitalize off these turnovers at all. Um, you, you look at it, you have uh, uh, Rudolph, very pedestrian. He goes 14 for 27, uh, 174, two touchdowns and a pick. Connor gets pretty, basically nothing. Now, I didn't catch a lot of this game, but from what I did see, they were stacking the box in this game. You know, they don't trust Rudolph yet. It's kind of one of those situations where prove it to me that you can throw it make past me, us. Make you, we're going to make you beat us. Correct. And, that, and that's what they did. And that's kind of been the formula all year, even with Roethlisberger. And you, you saw a lot of the loading the box with Connor because he just hasn't done much. Much Schuster really finding out firsthand that it's not going to be uh, as easy as he thought it was without A.B., uh, he did have three receptions, but it was on seven targets for 81 yards. He did get a touchdown in there late. Um, uh, Pittsburgh looking really rough right now, really rough. And, I mean, this is the beginning of the rest of their season. They get rid of their backup, Dobbs. He goes to Jacksonville for a fifth-round pick, bring in Mason Rudolph, who they do they you know want to see as their future of the, the franchise. And I'm not seeing a whole lot right now. No, no, it's, it's not the start that those Pittsburgh faithful um, envision by any means right now. 0-3 is... Yeah, I mean, it's tough to come upon. We'll see what happens, but definitely not the start that you want, and it's not looking like it's going to be dra- dramatically improved anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So definitely a tough spot. The run for, the run right. game looked good for the uh, Niners. Uh, Jimmy G still got some uh, proving to do. One touchdown, two picks, 277 yards. The run game kind of kept them in this for a lot of the time, burned some clock, ends up getting them the dub. Um, and speaking of unimpressive, Let's talk about our next game. The Cleveland Browns taking another L to the Rams in what could have been a really big statement game for them. Um, they go ahead and take the loss 20-13 to at home versus the Rams. Rams come out in the, with on top. Bob, uh, I'm sorry, Robbie, did you catch any of this game? Yeah, I watched this whole game. All right. And, uh, I came away totally unimpressed. Um, the Browns just... They're Baker Mayfield, very inaccurate. Uh, the routes they run, just it's it's a very odd offense. They just run everyone downfield, and uh, there's nothing underneath, and there's no flow with Chubb. It's it's a very patched together offense. Uh, I think Kitchens is in way over his head with his team. Um, yeah, they just read the press clippings and. They're not. They're not that good. Uh, there's all the talent in the world, but they're just not putting it together. And uh, you know, they got smacked in the mouth again. So I don't think Kitchens is the right guy to control all those egos. Honestly, it got out of control early, and you got Odell. Uh, you know, he's he's on the. I don't know if you guys saw this, but the league like they banned his uh, face mask with being tinted. Uh, 
but you know he still thinks he's cute, so he does the warm up. <laughs> of course, because he's wearing his what three hundred fifty thousand dollar watch still during well, the game. Like, got a, yeah, I think we've got him to a couple million watches now. Right. And he's got this mirrored out, uh, you know, mask before the game, and then he's got to change it to clear because it's not legal. But uh, it's just, it's a mess. Too many egos, too much talent, and knowing the knowing the corral, they need they need a hard ass in there. Kitchens is the guy. Yeah, and and Matt, I, I, me and you talked about this a lot in the uh, in the preseason, where we both said they were probably about a year away from being a decent team. Uh, what were your thoughts mm-hmm. in that game? No, actually, Robbie just hit the, the the nail right on the head, man. Like, I really think that uh, Kitchens is way over his head. I don't think he's the man to. I mean, like you let. I mean, like I said, you said it perfectly. There's too many egos there, and you got to have a hard ass in there. You got to have, you know, a hard nosed dude, hard nosed coach, to grab a hold of these players and hold them accountable. Um, you you can't. This is the NFL. You can't. This isn't college. You can't just go out there and you know, wing it downfield all, all game long. Like you, you got to be on point every single play. And, and um, yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, they just haven't done it. They just haven't done it yet this year. Yeah. And I'll finish it with this. You know, a lot of times we, we, I mean, between the four of us, we've watched a hell of a lot of games of football and a lot of times what happens with these QBs and Baker Mayfield, I think has fallen into that category is you get these QBs that come out and just light it up when they first come out and you get, you get kind of starstruck by them. Cause you're like, damn, he can do it. And now he's in a season where there's tons of tape on him. You know who Odell is. Yep. You know who Odell is. You know who Jarvis Landry is. You know who this team is. They're great. But, again, I think it all comes down to coaching. And, and Freddie Kitchens, you guys both nailed it on the head. He is not the guy that, you know, can lead this team. Now, after a year of experience, is he going to have it? I, I, I don't personally think so. I don't think he's going to do it. Uh, you know, only time will tell. And maybe they turn this around late in the you know in the season, kind of like they did last year. But we'll see. I, I'm – I haven't been a believer in this team since the beginning. I said they were at least a year away. Um, I've been talking, barking that since the preseason, and they're, they're just proving it right now with every team they play. Yeah, I had them actually going, you know, like uh, not winning the division, but getting in the wild card. And, right. Boy, if I go back in time right now. We're not looking good, right? No, no. I mean, look, just Baker, 18 for 36, 195 yards. I mean, touching. I mean, his quarterback rating, I think, right now might be the lowest in the NFL. It's, like, it's down there. There's something. There's some crazy stats out there right now that I can't even pinpoint them. But, like, his – there's, like, five other quarterbacks that have just made their first couple starts that are, like, twice as many touchdowns as he has right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just really – I mean, you know, everybody knows about these sophomore slumps. You oh know, yeah, it's it's, it's not real. a it's not a myth, man. It it's is real. real, and he is definitely proving it right now that it's real, and it's not looking good for the Browns at all right now. And it's not, yeah. it's not at all. Um, we're gonna go ahead and finish out and round out our our week three review with the Bears and Redskins last night. Bears come away with the win. Redskins look sloppy. Five turnovers. Case Keenum has three picks, two fumbles. Uh, Matt, what are you hearing up there? Yeah, so uh, fire everybody to uh, a bunch of talk radio up this way, and uh, people are calling for Jay Gruden's head now. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it's his fault. I think I think Jay Gruden's actually a hell of a coach. I mean, you look at the players that he's had over the past few years on this on these Redskins teams, and he's made them all go seven to nine, or you know, he, they're they're right there, and barring injury, you know. They could have gone nine and seven, or maybe ten and six, and and gotten the playoffs. But um, this year, this team is a mess. Um, their general manager has been there for ten years now, Bruce Allen. He his overall record is fifty nine and ninety. Wow! Since being the general manager of the Redskins, so I mean, people have been calling for his head for years. I think, in my opinion, he needs to go. He's he's the man to go, but. Um, I don't know. Just ever since Dan Snyder's taken over this team, it's just been a circus over there, and that's what it continues to be. Yeah, Matt, and you know, a lot of my buddies, as like Wes and I and you have up north, I, you know, I talk to them a lot, and you nailed it though. It's not as much on Jay Gruden; it's really more on the front office. You know, um, obviously Daniel Snyder, you're not going to get rid of him; he's the owner of the team. But Bruce Allen, you know, seems to be the problem. Everybody wants a clean start over, sweep. Let's get it going on. But another stat that killed me last night was that since Snyder has been the owner mm-hmm. on Monday nights, yep. they are two and is it seventeen or nineteen? Seventeen. Two and seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. So 
And I pinpointed that a little bit last week. That's why I took the uh, Bears. How they just when it comes prime time on Monday nights, they just do not show up. But it was just a horrible performance, man. Case Keenum had five turnovers, the most he's ever had in his career. Yep. And um, Khalil Mack just looked like a mutant. You know, mm-hmm. I mean that that offensive line just had no. You know, they, I mean he was just out there doing what he needed to do. It was just a. Uh, the score really didn't um, justify, you know, what the game was like. I think it finished what thirty-one fifteen, but yep, it was ugly. I went to bed at half, and it was just ugly. <laughs> I didn't even it, it really it. was. I'm sorry, man. You know, I'm a Cowboy fan, but it was just. And a lot of my Redskins buddies that I grew up with, I mean, some of them were even saying, you know what, I'm done. I'm walking away from it. I'm done. They've been saying that for a while, but right. it was just an ugly game, and they're they're struggling right now. But Matt, like you said, though, it's. I mean, they just don't have the personnel. They, they don't have the personnel right now, you know, with Reed being out, um, AP, you know, being, you know, kind of you know older, no quarterback situation. Everybody's calling for Haskins, but I, mean, he, I don't, a lot of people say he's not ready yet, and I don't think That's we're going to see him anytime yeah. soon. So, Robbie, last word on this. Yeah, it was just, uh, like Bobby said, the, the Redskins just kind of patched together. You know, they don't have a, a front office. You don't see a culmination of, multiple drafts together you know you got Keenum kind of thrown in there and a couple good pieces on defense they drafted but then just you know patchwork offensive line with uh Eric Flowers and then you got AP and you know the receiving core is just kind of pedestrian with Richardson and you got the McCorn he's nice but uh there's just no plan and and no front office and uh Bears were just too good, that defense. Uh, I will say Trubisky, uh, not the guy. Uh, he can't just throw the ball downfield. He's highly <laughs> inaccurate, but uh, that defense covers a lot up for him. But, uh, you know, come playoff time, if they get there, they'll be sorry they didn't take Mahomes or Watson.